This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here it is, here it is, right now. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rupp and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. Our number two of primetime with Isaac and Suka. Best of edition, and we keep things rolling on right now with some NFL chatter. Uh, an awesome day on the gridiron, not just yesterday, but also Saturday as well. Uh, the time of year where we do not have college football every Saturday anymore, and therefore we start getting some NFL games too. Um, a couple big comebacks, a couple overtime thrillers, um, just overall really good action across the league. But uh, going back to best of mode, had a segment where I wanted to play considering all the overtime we saw yesterday and the wild finishes um, about these two guys, Isaac and Souk, arguing over the overtime rules all right uh nfl is changing its overtime rules and here's why but only for the postseason yeah um but at least for the postseason is what i would say um over the last decade the team that won the coin flip in overtime in the playoffs won the game 10 out of 12 times yeah it's funny because in the regular season it's not in the regular season it's 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 somewhere in like the 56 percent, but it's 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 basically 50 50 but in the playoffs and I don't know if this is because the offenses are so much better, but in the playoffs, it uh, it's overwhelming. I'm not really sure why people fight this. It To me, it is so much better and obviously better to have both teams have a possession. I mean, there's a reason why everyone goes ape bleep when they win the coin toss because you know it's a huge advantage. Because now all you got to do is score and the game's over. Yeah, but this is where, like, I understand your point of view, but I also think that those people are kind of bitches because play defense. Like, well, it, now I get that too, but it's, it's why not? not? It's, it's not as if a field goal ends the game. If you can't stop a team from understand. scoring a touchdown, tough noogies. Okay, I get that, but why is it not better to have both teams possess the ball? Why is that not better? Well, I mean, I mean, there's really no reason to to not let both teams possess the ball. I think the only that's thing the is definition of sudden death. Well, I think then the only, why not in hockey? Why can't you be like, well, both teams well, should be do. able to score a goal? I, well, no, 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 no. different ba- sport, you're different ba- sport. You're basically saying because your team's defense sucks, no, and not you can't true. Get it done, that is not true. That will give your how many times? A how many times have we seen a game go to overtime? where both defenses are totally gassed. Yep. So whoever wins the coin toss is going to win the game because the other defense is gassed. It's not that, not, not, not that it's bad. Like, Buffalo's defense wasn't bad, but it lost the coin toss. So Kansas City was – everybody knew Kansas City was going to score. 
right? Yeah. So that is bullshit. Like, it is not a hard change. Not only that, but it's only one extra possession. It, it, I mean, so, at that point, then it goes to sudden death. So that to, makes total sense. So to your theory, both off, both defenses suck and can't stop anyone. So we get a Patrick Mahomes touchdown. Not suck. Followed by a Josh Allen touchdown. Followed by a Patrick Mahomes field goal. And all we've done well, is extend the game. In that game, maybe, yes. But that's more fair. I mean, d- that gives the Bills a chance. Yes, exactly. Like they have neither ch- they defense. Have a, you act as this is the part where I push back. Ne- on. Wait, but hold on, you said no, 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 both no, no, defenses no. suck. They don't suck. The Bills' defense does not suck. Well, then stop. The someone. Bills' defense is gassed, and if the Chiefs' defense is also gassed, isn't it better that they both have an opportunity to stop the other? Of course, play some defense. Well, they do, but if you don't. <laughs> It's such an advantage if one defense doesn't have to stop the other offense. Your argument is literally that defenses can't stop offenses, therefore no. let's bail them out. That is your whole no, argument. you're not listening to me. Oh, I am. No. You're just not making any sense. Well, I am making sense if you would listen. <laughs> At the end of these games, especially the Bills-Chiefs game, both defenses were completely shot. The Bills' defense is good. The Chiefs' defense is good. But the way that game played out and the way it played out in regulation, neither defense was going to stop the other one. So how on earth is it better to just let one team have the ball in overtime? It would seem to me, and this isn't something that had to change, but I think it's smart that they did change it because it would seem to me it's way better and more fair to let both teams possess the ball at least once. And then it moves to sudden death. Like, it's not and, and that on, big of a change. And on the flip side, too, you could say now it gives both defenses a chance to stop the other team. You get a chance for both defenses to suck. Look, I exactly. Under- and, and this, I saw this today. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I've seen it both numbers. I guess in the playoffs, this is way more drastic of an advantage to get the ball first than <laughs> yeah, it is in the regular season. Yeah, we were talking about That's okay. what we just said. Yeah, okay. so, so 10 of 12 times. Okay, I saw 10 of 11, so 10 of 12. 10 okay. of 12 times a game has gone to overtime in the playoffs in the last decade. The winner of the coin flip won the game. Now, As opposed to the regular s- season where it's closer to 50%. Seven of those 10 scored on that first drive to end the game. Yeah. The other thing, uh, too, is entertainment value like it does kind of suck i mean the was it the patriots chiefs two years ago or three years ago where where brady yeah brady got it in overtime and went down and scored and it was a, it was a, just an entertainment value wise it was a damn shame kansas city didn't get a chance to come back and try to score yeah. with patrick mahomes right same thing with josh allen and the bills in this last game and i think there was one with uh peyton manning too in the playoffs wasn't there i don't remember if there was or not that even I think that one, I think it was with you, maybe when he was in Denver, but it might have been Indi- Indianapolis. That one started the whole conversation. I, I think what this does is it removes luck from the equation because the luck in the coin toss, especially in the playoffs, is what gets you the win 98% of the time. So it removes luck and says, okay, you both get a, you both get a possession, and from that point on, I guess it goes back to luck because then the team who wins the coin toss gets it again if they both score. and But it, it removes that from the equation because what you want, especially in the playoffs, is the best team to win. And if they lose a coin toss, then you're not giving them equal chance. This is where, look, to be honest, guys, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. Oh, look at you <laughs> just backing down now. But here's where like I... Like a little bitch. But here's... I will Will Smith you. Here's the... Here's my Will Smith joke. Here is where I, I do disagree. Um, 
kind of what what Mike was saying. But no, I mean, look, I don't have a problem with them changing this. I just didn't understand the the freak out because I do think that you know there is an adage, the old adage of just seriously play defense. But to your point, Mike, you said that the coin flop coin flip determines the game. No, twelve games, seven of them were won on the first possession. Seven. So that's a little over fifty percent. So, so, so that that's just it's well, incorrect. Seventy percent. It's not a little over fifty percent. Twelve games. Well, no, seven? Se- seven of the ten wins. Oh, well, but yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. Seven of the twelve games. You're there right. you go, Kansas yeah. man. <laughs> well, two lost. I understand. So I, yeah, but so seven times out of twelve, the team that wins the coin flip wins because they they got the ball and they went down and scored. That's a little over fifty percent. So don't stand up here and tell me that the coin flip and luck determines who wins the game because it's inaccurate. Okay, about, that's about true. If, if a coin flip is 50%, this one is slightly over 50%. Now, I do get where you're coming from. But why from does and, everyone go crazy when they win the coin toss? Because they know that that's have, a huge advantage. Well, because you have an opportunity. You know you can end the game right exactly, then and there. Exactly, which and, shouldn't be the case. And my only argument to this, and I get why they change it, but I will say to me – it is still a valid point. I don't have a problem with them changing it. I really don't care. And yes, I do understand that their value of TV and I was kind of just trying to get under your skin. <laughs> but to me, it is 100 percent. Excuse me. It is uh, didn't work, by the way. <laughs> it is 100 percent inbounds to say that it is not luck that you have a defense. You have an opportunity to play defense. And if you get a three and out and you turn it over on a short field, then all you have to do is get maybe two first downs and you kick a field goal. So I, I what I don't like is that when someone loses an overtime and then the Bills or whoever then stands and bitches and moans and say that it was unfair. Bull crap. This well, they is a, didn't. Hold on. This is a team game. Well, they it, did. Bills fans. The were Bills fans. Crying. Oh, fans. You said the Bills. And McDermott uh, did I thought you were too. talking about Josh Allen. Josh oh, Allen handled it really well. McDermott did not. And all I'm saying is this is a team game, right? Your team has to play special teams, offense, defense. And to me, if you lose it in in overtime, yes, the way you're talking about probably is more democratic and fair. But if your team loses because you can't get a stop, I don't have any sympathy for you. And I sure as hell don't have any sympathy for you because you lost a coin flip or in the case of the Bills that you let the damn Chiefs score with six seconds left to go to overtime in the first place. Oh, there's that. They had no business sure. losing that game. That's I, on you. Yeah, all of that makes sense. But I just, again, I still don't know why we can't just go back to it's more fair this way. And no, life is not fair. You always get that guy who's like, well, life's not fair. Well, of course not. But <laughs> Jesus, that's a terrible argument. But if you can try to make it more fair. If you can try fair, to make it more fair in a competition where that's what you want, made the best team win, why would you not do that? And and letting both teams, even though your points are valid, letting both teams possess the ball in overtime is 100% more fair. It's, 70, so why, it's 74% why, more fair. Why not? <laughs> I mean, the the pushback on this is unbelievable. It's like people people have to have something to bitch about or just complain about change for the sake of it. This one should be a no-brainer. And I'm and I'm actually kind of glad they only did it for the playoffs because it does make it special. It, it, well, it makes it special and I think that there is the the downside to this you know, you don't want these games to go on forever. That it's a tough game. It's a tough sport, and I think it's okay. You can swallow. You can stomach all everything you're saying. If it's a regular season game, looking we lost this way, that kind of sucks. Yeah. But we had a chance. Could have stopped them. Whatever. You can you can stomach that in the regular season. In the playoffs, I think that's bullshit. I think that 
that it's we got to make it more fair for at least those special games and so i think they did it right actually because there was one other the one other proposal was i think the titans who were saying you can uh if you win the coin toss and you score a touchdown on the first possession, you can go for two. You can go for two and the game's over. Yeah, but if you it. kick an extra point, then the other team gets the ball, which, you know, that's a little more, ho- I guess, hokey. Yeah. Um, this way is way, it's just well, way better. And hockey does this in that the overtime in hockey is different because it goes to a shootout and you go lesser skaters. So there's like a progression. Whereas in the postseason in hockey, it's five on five, and we go as long as we need to go. Um, I always just liked if you were going to change it. I liked the uh, just play ten minutes, ten minute quarter, and let the clock determine it. Yeah, I don't mind that either. But because get- that way, that way, see, I I actually really like that because if you get the ball first and you milk all ten minutes away, that's where your point of hey, stop them. Stop them. Now it still comes into play that their defense is just absolutely gassed, and so it's like. But if, if if it's not mandatory, but you still have 10 minutes to stop them, then I have no problem. It's like, look, they just, you know, they couldn't do it. Um, I don't know how often that would happen. I don't know either. You milk all 10 minutes. but No, but you could bleed quite a bit. You like could if, bleed a you, lot. You could bleed a lot. I mean, people go on seven, eight-minute drives all the and time. And that would play into a very interesting strategy, I think, because if you get down to, say, you know, close to the two-minute warning yeah. and you still got the ball and it's fourth down, what do you do? Yeah, you know, yeah. do you try to – Milk it. Yeah. Just leave them with no time and kick the field goal. Didn't we see a game that had that exact thing happen this year? Where I cannot remember the teams that saved my life, but the coach, they were going for the tie. It was the last week of the season. It was the last week of the season. It was Chargers, Raiders, and the Raiders were going for the tie. Yeah, because if they both tied, they both got in. Yes. But there, we saw that at the end where it was like, yeah. will they, won't they? And they called the Chargers, called the timeout, and the Raiders were like, mm, well, okay, we'll try know. to win then. Here we go. And it cost the Chargers a, a spot in the, in the playoffs. Um, now I will say that under this new one, does it benefit you then to, yeah, that was my next question. Benefit you to not take the ball. Yeah. Do you want the ball first or second? Think about it. Well, let's come back and talk about that. I think you always want second because you know what you need. See, I'm not a hundred percent certain on that for one of the reasons that you guys are both talking about why you like this. And that's the other interesting thing about this is that it has created that debate, which means it's certainly more fair because now you actually have a. You actually have a a decision to make on the coin toss. Yes. See, we actually talk about sports sometimes. Uh, that is Isaac and Sue talking about the overtime rules from a couple years ago. Coming up next, uh, going to move to a live segment, Stockwatch. Got some hot NFL sound to go through from the weekend. Uh, a little buy or sell coming your way. That's next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's primetime stock watch. What's all the hype? Are Isaac and Soup buying it or calling BS and unloading it fast? Sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. Is the hype accurate or a bunch of hot gas? Before you buy or sell, listen close. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Primetime Stock Watch is brought to you by 1-800-DIVORCE. When you need to take stock of your rights, 1-800-DIVORCE is on your side. Call 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E today. All right, it's stock watch time. Going to try to speed through this a little bit to get back on the clock. It's amazing. Even when these guys aren't here, we're running a little bit behind. But uh, we will catch back up. Um, everything today in stock watch from the NFL this weekend and... Man, it was a wild one. There's plenty to talk about, um, but I want to start with the very first game that came our way on Saturday. That would be the Vikings and the Colts, and it ended like this. And the kick is good. It's good. It's a winner at U.S. Bank Stadium, and the Vikings are kings in the north once again. Greg Joseph, as cold as the weather in Minnesota. So that capped off what is now the largest comeback in regular season history. Uh, that would be the Colts, who had a 33-0 lead at halftime on the Vikings. Uh, not able to hold it somehow. The Vikings, with that field goal, winning 39-36. Uh, but what I'm here to sell is that that's actually the worst collapse in NFL history. Now listen, it was embarrassing from the Colts' point of view. I, it, was, it was terrible. It was a ridiculous collapse. But... When they hired Jeff Saturday, I'm not sure how serious the Colts were about winning the rest of this year and not just jockeying for draft position. They've, Other than their first game, kind of been a disaster under Jeff Saturday. We saw them blow a lead, uh, not 33 points worth. We saw them blow a, I believe, 14-point lead to Philadelphia as well. I don't know why this team can't hold leads, whether they want to or don't, but I just don't think they have the goods, and frankly, Minnesota shouldn't have been that far in the hole anyway. So I'm selling this as the worst collapse in NFL history by the numbers, yes. By the eye test, no. Uh, horrible? Absolutely. Worst ever? I don't think so. Uh, next one coming to us uh, from Duval. Shotgun for Prescott. He drops the throw. Looking, looking. Fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off. 
It is picked up by Rayshon Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a Rayshon Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? This is a third and three from their four. Just an unbelievable finish from the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cowboys game. And I'm buying that the Jags are actually, finally, just a year removed from Urban Meyer, or even less, trending in the right direction. I I think that this team, um, Trevor Lawrence has been a stud. I think there are so many other names, and people kind of always fancy Jacksonville as a bottom dweller. I don't think so. I think that... Doug Peterson, who's at the helm now, may be a little bit of a uh, team in turmoil whisperer. We remember what he did coming in, taking the head gig in Philly and turning them into a Super Bowl contender with Nick Foles at the helm, a Super Bowl winner with Nick Foles at the helm. Now he's doing the job with Trevor Lawrence. And I don't even think they have that much talent around Lawrence right now. They even made a trade before the deadline to get rid of a player. They sent over to the Jets. Um... But I think this team with Peterson and with Lawrence is going in the right direction. A horrible collapse by the Cowboys uh, in that one that should not have gone that way. But I think the Jags are more than plucky. I think they're a team that might be on the verge of actually being good. Um, let's go to another wild finish. This one it should have gone to overtime, but it didn't. Uh, Stevenson is anyone gonna it was inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh-oh. It's picked off. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Incredible. Chandler Jones takes it in and wins the game for the Raiders. Have you ever seen an ending I've like that I've never one? seen anything like that. I have no idea why he was doing that. Oh, my goodness. An unbelievable ending here in Las Vegas. I thought I had seen it all, Kenny. So, if you couldn't tell based on what happened, or if you've been sleeping under a rock the last 24 hours, that was the end of the Raiders-Patriots game. A game that should have gone to overtime. On the final play of regulation, with the zeros up on the board, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, the ball carrier, for some reason lateraled it back to receiver Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, that was at about the 15-yard line. Surrounded by defenders, probably five or six of them, starts running backwards about 15 yards to roughly the 30, and then proceeds to chuck the football, try to get it back to his quarterback, Mac Jones, at about the 50-yard line, at which point it's intercepted, this is a lateral, mind you, intercepted by Chandler Jones, who stiff-arms Mac Jones and takes it to the house for the walk-off win. I'm buying this as the dumbest play I've ever seen to end a football game. I I cannot come up with anything worse. I mean, I feel bad for Jacoby Myers. After the game, he was in tears saying, I knew what the score was. I was just trying to be a hero and I shouldn't have done it. But man, that's costly. You look at New England, who is scrapping for one of those final playoff spots at 7-7, and and that is an absolute killer and a play that you cannot have. I, I... I cannot imagine what Bill Belichick is thinking when he sees something like that. Um, Feel bad for the guy? Yes, but man, if you can think of a dumber ending to a game from one player just having a total brain fart, uh, please let me know on the text line, 503-250-1080. I really actually would like to have others to compare to because with what was hanging in the balance on the final play to be about 10 yards away from the end zone and essentially bring the ball back 50 yards and then serve it up on a platter to your opponent who was going to have to beat you in overtime anyways. Just unbelievable. Um, final 
clip of the stock watch is an interesting one. Um, I'm going to play it for you first, but just to set the stage, this is Gio Bernard from the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's a running back for them, uh, and he botched a play on a fake punt for the Bucks yesterday when they blew a 17-point lead to the Bengals and lost. And uh, didn't really want to answer questions about it after the game, and reporters kind of chased him down. And so I want you to hear how this entire exchange went. Well, you were injured all year. What have you done for us Sorry. to talk to you about all year? I talked to you Tuesday. You just don't, don't, just talk, don't say you're not talking because I didn't talk to you all year. You were also injured most of the season, too. Hold on, hold on. Can I go to my family that I have outside? And you all can. Of a sudden now? Just, just don't say we didn't talk to you. We, we just wanted to ask for your perspective on what happened. You, there. You're involved in one of the biggest plays of the game. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Duke. I appreciate your time. We do. We won't hold you. We, we would have talked to you in the season, but okay, also you were injured. Question. Just tell us what occurred on the, on the punt. Miscommunication, that's all it was on my part. I take complete fault for that. Did was it a fake? I don't know. It was complete fault. My fault. That's it. Is it something the team hasn't practiced? It's all me. All me. That's uh, something that I did wrong, and that's all. So you were It was all on me. Yep, number 25 out there. That was me. Um, I was the one that did it. But were you aware it was, it was just a fake? Me. Yeah, I, I messed up. I understand that. But I'm just asking if you knew it was I messed up. just didn't know if it was a communication Yeah, breakdown. I messed up. Thank you. Yep. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Weird exchange, um, but what I'm selling here, and if you looked at the Twitter replies uh, from this clip, and that was posted by Jenna Lane, who covers the Bucks for ESPN. She was one of uh, she was the female voice there trying to get more information about that fake punt from Giovanni Bernard. Um, most of the re- the responses and comments are saying, like basically, stop harassing those people. You're accosting them. You're chasing them. You're following around. This looks like the looks and feels like the paparazzi. Um, it didn't look or feel great because it did kind of look like they were like chasing him and forcing him, you know, painting him into, into a corner a little bit. But here's the other thing: I, what I'm selling is I don't. I'm selling this trend of athletes picking and choosing when they want to speak up uh, and deciding they want to shut down at times when it's opportune for them. I, I I do believe everyone's entitled to privacy, privacy in their personal life. Um, but part of being a professional athlete is the frontward facing aspect of talking about the game that you play and. It goes for coaches, it goes for general managers, it even goes for ownership, it certainly goes for the players. I mean, any starting pitcher in Major League Baseball has to speak after the day he starts. Has to. It's part, part of how it goes. Um, Giovanni Bernard wasn't sent to the podium, so reporters expect him to answer questions about the game. He tried to duck. And I get he wants to go be with his family, but there's a relationship and a balance that needs to be struck. I'm sure you don't want to talk about the play that you botched, but now you've made it a lot more difficult because... There's a there's a wedge driven between you and the reporters where owning it is the best thing, and it feels like we have this thing now. We saw with Trey Young recently in Atlanta where he no-showed to a game, and then when he was asked about it, he said, well, you don't know the whole story, and like you should basically mind your own business. Well, people are asking the whole story. They want to know the whole story. These reporters may not have another chance to talk to Giovanni Bernard. Who knows if he'll be available to the media? So I don't think that the reporters handled it perfectly, but I do think that when pro athletes are in a position where they're expected to answer for the jobs that they do like their colleagues like their coaches like the other people around them that they should without incident and so uh, if, if someone was pestering him in earnest and we didn't see the whole clip so I don't know about the context uh, that's one thing but that wasn't the vibe uh, I got so I'd like to uh, to say and you know what you also know that uh, that it's you might be on the wrong side of things if uh, if Kevin Durant's the one saying it was handled perfectly. I think someday they're going to teach a class about social media about how not to do it that has Kevin Durant as a case study. So uh, if he's saying Giovanni Bernard handled that right, uh, 
maybe that's not the case. That's been Stock Watch brought to you by 1-800-DIVORCE. Give them a call today at 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Uh, coming up next, it's in the news right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to a best of edition of Primetime. Going to try a little something different here with our regular segment. We're going to go half live, half best of. So for the time being, it is December 19th. Monday, December 19th, the year 2022, and I am your interim newsman, Ryan Buckley. Uh, it is National Oatmeal Muffin Day. Uh, I don't know how these things get their national days, because are oatmeal muffins really even that big of a thing? I mean, if it were National Blueberry Muffin Day, I would think, okay, I guess I get that, but oatmeal muffin, I'm not so sure. I love an oatmeal cookie. I think that oatmeal adds phenomenal texture to not just a raisin cookie, but give me oatmeal with a chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip and nuts even. Um, it is also National Hard Candy Day. I'm not much of a hard candy person. Never really have been. My brother loves hard candy. Is hard candy still kind of an old person thing? I know that like you know you got the Werthers and the Brocks, the B R A C H Brocks. Um, but I don't know. It feels like when you have hard candy, like I don't really just want to crush down on that with your teeth, because then it gets all stuck up in there. And if you're waiting for it to just dissolve, then it feels like you, you just have like a pile of sugar coating your teeth for like the 15 minutes or so that it takes for that thing to actually dissolve. So I don't know. Um, not really hard. My brother, again, he would like, he'd get a pack of Werther's and he could make it last like a month and he thought it was the greatest thing. Never my thing, but to each their own. Um, also National Emo Day. Now there was not a lot of specification. I assume this could mean dressing emo being emo, emo music perhaps. Uh, a young Ryan Buckley dabbled with some emo music. I was no stranger to a uh, little dashboard confessional and the like. I even saw the band Brand New play in Paris once. Uh, I just didn't go there to see them. I happened to be there for a friend's wedding and uh, kind of an emo punk band was playing there. I don't know. Emo music hits right uh, at the right time, especially in uh, Portland when it's kind of like gray and whatnot. So I can get down with that. It's also look for an evergreen day. Seems a little late for that day to be on the calendar as it is the 19th. Don't we feel like that should be maybe be like two weeks before or December 1st, perhaps? When does everybody else get their tree? We, growing up as a California kid, always went to a tree lot. There were trees around us, but not really people growing trees. The whole you cut it down yourself thing was not at least where i grew up really something that was anywhere nearby but found out that it's upon moving up here something that a lot of people do maybe more than half uh so we did that this year for the first time love the experience uh, i'm not really much uh 
wielding a saw, but somehow made it work. Picked out a good one. It's still drinking in our living room, and uh, we're doing okay. So look for an evergreen day. If you are acknowledging this day today, you might be a little bit late, but oh well. Um, Moving on to actual news items. I know these jokers here uh, usually like to get into the Elon Musk and uh, Twitter sphere, but uh, this was interesting. I saw last night that Elon Musk posted a poll on Twitter. This is after he had enacted some policy change, and I honestly don't know what the policy change was. Uh, But he said in his poll, he asked, should I be removed as the head of Twitter? I will respect the results of this poll. Well, the poll closed at Elon at 57%. Yes, you should step down as the head of Twitter. So I don't know where this whole thing's going to go. I know that there's a whole group of people that like says that he's like big brain and the rest of us don't understand or wouldn't understand or don't get it. But like, I haven't seen any more than just kind of an online media circus with this. I don't really know what direction... It's going. It seems like it's mostly turmoil. I don't know. You know, they say that, you know, there's no such thing as bad news. I don't know. It's been pretty ugly for Elon and company, but uh, apparently 13 million people voted on this poll and 57% said they wanted him to step down. I don't know if he will. We shall see. Um, movie props. How much would you pay for a movie prop? I like movie props. I think the idea of owning one is cool, but I could never get in this depth of waters. Uh, the original animatronic, animatronic excuse me, skeleton for E.T. was sold at auction for $2.56 million. Now, I get E.T. is an iconic film. I, wa- I want to know what the net worth is of a person who can buy an E.T. skeleton for... million dollars so it's it's the actual robot that the the movie animators used i read that it took 12 different animators uh working on it to run the robot at once it had everything from the live limb movements to facial movements and, and things like that um a cool piece of movie history and certainly iconic but dang 2.56 million the buyer anonymous i'll be waiting to see if anything comes out on that uh and then some troubling news coming out of miami where uh Former Suns and Knicks great Amari Stoudemire was arrested and booked on uh, one count of misdemeanor assault and one count of domestic violence. Um, This after an altercation at his home involving one of his daughters. Now, his daughters are 17 and 14. It didn't uh, say because they're minors which one it was, but 911 was called um, after Amari allegedly slapped more than once excuse me more than twice slapped one of his daughters including at least one closed fist slap um that sounds like a punch to me not like a slap at all uh and certainly not okay he was uh he posted bond and was uh released into custody um he tweeted a statement you can see it it's very long he basically says how could someone who's seven feet tall and 250 pounds do something like that but i i I don't see how that is relevant here i'm not really sure what the point he's trying to make is but uh he said that all the details will come out if the uh, if the police report is accurate i don't know what other details you need to come out but um according to the report this was a reaction for uh his daughter giving his, uh, her grandmother or his mother attitude so um i know that there are 
various different cultural rifts um, when, when it comes to how child discipline is uh, is handled and certainly some splintering society of uh, what's okay and what's not, but uh, certainly striking your kid with a closed fist doesn't seem to be okay, and uh, that's what he'll be facing coming up. Uh, moving on, we will uh, turn the page to more In the News coming up next where we get to some old best of In the News. You're listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back into a best of edition of Primetime. Even though the boys aren't here, I want to thank you for hanging with me and uh, some of their best of segments. And uh, for those of you hollering on the text line, thanks for that as well. It's uh, it's good to hear some of your opinions. Um, I had asked after we did the stock watch if that Jacoby Myers uh, lateral in the Raiders-Patriots game was the dumbest end to a football game that you had ever seen or could ever remember. Um a couple of good ones coming in on the text line that I, I had kind of forgotten about or at least uh, not considered in this realm. So one, not even football, and that's totally fine, but the J.R. Smith play um, was ultimate boneheadedness. And, and they're talking about the J.R. Smith play in the NBA Finals against the Warriors in which he got an offensive rebound that would have been prime for a putback, and he grabbed it and pulled the ball back out as though uh, he was trying to kill clock when, in fact, his team was behind. It led to the then-famous LeBron James meme of him holding his hands out, uh, palms up towards J.R., like, what were you thinking? That that's an excellent one. Um, this one I'm not familiar with, but says uh, the Trinity Millsaps Division Three game uh, lateral ending is even stupider. Um, there was a lot less on the line. It was a Division Three game, but some of the players quit during the play. That is all. Um, I might have to try to find this one because I, I don't know how that how that happens exactly. Um, I like that one. And then additionally, um, let's see what was the other one that came in here. Oh, this one was a great one. The walk off. Uh, the Giants punter punting to Deshaun Jackson in Philly. It's the last game of the season, and Tom Coughlin had just told his punter, "Whatever you do, just don't let him return it. Just, it just you just kick it out of bounds. If you're not going to kick it out of bounds, kick it high enough that he fair catches it. But like this, just under no circumstances can be this be returned. We have to go to overtime." He punted it right to Deshaun Jackson, who returned it for a touchdown, and that was the end of the game. Um, this is up there with that, so I think that's uh, that's an excellent call. And then additionally, um, did have a thought coming in on hard candies. Mentioned that on National Hard Candy Day. Um, <laughs> this person saying here that uh, that hard candies suck outside of runs, which is an in-between. I'm not a runs guy. I, I would like runs maybe, except for the banana ones. If you have any kind of banana candy, you can get out of my face with that. Uh, without further ado, though, we are going to continue within the news. Uh, this is the boys talking about speed cameras. Enjoy. Uh, this one is directed at Mike. Portland transportation officials are celebrating the passage of a bill that removes administrative barriers for processing speed camera photos. The bill will allow Portland leaders to increase automated speed limit enforcement in an effort to curb record high traffic deaths. That's right, you, Mike. They're coming for you. Like. In your Murano, are they putting ca- more cameras up? More speed cameras yes. are coming to Portland. That's that's the whole idea there, yes. <sighs> <laughs> Hashtag Murano life, Mike. Hashtag Murano life. Traffic deaths in Portland have been steadily rising since 2010. In 2021, 63 Portlanders died in traffic crashes. The highest number of yearly traffic fatalities recorded in over 30 years. Uh, okay. The speeding... I think we've talked about this before. Does speeding really equate to more deaths? No. Uh, I think what it was was the combination of speeding and cars going slower because the uh, 
it's like the the meeting of two different forces that causes the. Re- it's like, Let's all just speed up, shall we? Can't we agree yeah, on that? I feel like people like Mike do get a bad rap in a sense that he's a speeder. Yeah, but why is it that speeding is so awful and driving like an idiot generally is not right? Like just. Or, or, like, not paying attention or having your head up your ass or eating while you're driving and not... You know what I mean? I think it's like hard. Like, speeding is just as bad as any other dumb thing that people do behind the wheel, and they do a thousand of them. I think it's harder to, ju- like, not justify, but um, what would you say? It's harder to define being an idiot than it is uh, you were speeding. Yeah, true. We can't There is quantify. a numerical value of the speeding. But I will tell you that of all the stuff you can do, eating is probably the worst. While you're driving, while you're driving, like well, I yeah, because you're trying to avoid anything getting in your yeah and on your clothes. I was when I was you driving, like look down as you take a bite. It's delicious. And I so was you're driving holding it with some a hand to bend, and we just we went, we left right after the show on Thursday, and we stopped and got food. And I can assure you that the 20 minutes while I was eating, I was doing things that even I like that I thought was dangerous. You're driving with your knees, putting oh, ketchup on your burger. It's just it's an it's an abomination, and then you spill, and then I'm searching for a napkin, and then a fry falls, and then you got to go digging for the fry. Yeah, because you, you don't want to leave that you in. You don't want to leave it. You forget. Yes, you'll find it in ten years. That should be illegal. Eating while well, it shouldn't be because uh, eating is fantastic. But that's what that, I'm saying. That you know, that's way worse than speeding. Not even close. Yeah, speeders get a disproportionate amount of hate when it comes to traffic idiots. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Joanne Hardesty, who oversees the Portland Bureau of Transportation... And seems like a wonderful human being. ...has worked with Peabot to distribute traffic-calming orange barrels, remove parking near intersections to increase pedestrian visibility, and invest in pedestrian safety infrastructure on deadly roads like 82nd Avenue. However... Slowing speeding drivers continue to be a challenge in Portland, so House Bill 4105 gives transportation officials another tool to crack down on speeding. It's so funny because, like, generally of the places I've driven in, this state has the least speeding drivers. Like, there's not a lot of people who drive that fast here compared to other places I've driven. More people drive too way too slow. In, I agree, but I'm also biased. But I just find that... It's funny because most other places I've been, everyone's driving way faster. And here it's, yeah, there's people speeding. Hello, I am one. But mostly people are just kind of sitting and minding their own business in the middle of the right lane. Portland has 18 red light and speed cameras. They have proven effective in reducing crashes and speeding in the surrounding areas. According to their data, intersections with red light cameras saw a 50% decrease in vehicle crashes. But that. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like that it works? No, I don't like that number. Roads with speed cameras triggered a 71% decrease in speeding overall and a 94% decrease in drivers exceeding the speed limit by more than 10 miles per hour. Yeah, I don't, wow. like, I don't like any of that. Those numbers do not bode well for you. No, Mike. I don't like that. Well, all, you just learn where the cameras are then. It's all bad. That's exactly right. I think that's what's happening here. Because According, right now, I know where all the cameras are, and I, I am very, very aware of them when I show up. Uh, they're, the they're saying that they will add an estimated 22 speed cameras on Portland's most dangerous roads. So they will they will double, over double. They will be uh, placed throughout the city's high crash network, busy traffic corridors that make up about 8% of Portland's roads, but account for 57% of the city's fatal crashes. And I'm sure they're going to do wonderful things with all the money that we give them. So, yes, you know. and more money they can misspend. Yes, there you go. 
Yeah, I don't like speed cameras either. Uh, in fact, upon moving to Oregon, there's one placed on uh, Hillsdale Highway that I was unaware of, and I was going to meet up with some friends. I had been here like all of a week or two. Uh, I don't even think I'd started my initial producing job at 1080 on the morning show, and uh, I got a speeding ticket because I kind of came over a crest in the hill. I think I was going like 11 miles an hour over the speed limit, and flash, flash, bang, bang. That's the end of that. Um, some more of your texts coming in on the text line. I uh, was asking about end-of-game blunders and the worst of all time. Uh, another one here saying, how about Chris Weber's timeout? That's an excellent pick. Uh, I think... I'm trying to remember the scenario and if the Wolverines were behind at that point in time. I think they might have been or tied. Um, the other thing I've heard recently, which I hadn't heard before, uh, I heard that there was some speculation that Weber might have been on the take. And I know that Weber has never talked about it, won't talk about it. Um, but that was interesting to me because every basketball person is, has said, you know, when you're in the huddle before those free throws that happen, Everyone's telling you, no, you know, no timeouts. Here's the play. In fact, you're drawing up your play for if you rebound a miss or if you're inbounding a make. And you, you have that set because you know you don't have a timeout to take. So that brain lock's so inexplicable. Um, also, another hard candy opinion. The Jolly Ranchers are trash. Hard disagree. Among the hard candies, I am a uh, big Jolly Rancher fan. Uh, in college, I had some friends that tried to just dump a bunch of Jolly Ranchers into HRD vodka and try to make Jolly Rancher flavored vodka. I don't think it really worked. It still tasted like vodka. It just looked uh, watermelon or apple colored. But um, I can rock with Jolly Ranchers from time to time. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. It's, it is National Hard Candy Day, but we need to turn the page because we're about to get into the Hot 5 at 5. That's coming up. Uh, we will do a live Hot 5 at 5 next segment before we get into some other fun stuff like Baker Mayfield behind the Cheesecake Factory and Bill Walton from seven years ago. That's all coming up on a best of edition of Primetime on 1080 The Fan. On Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of 
four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.